The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Welcome to Notebook Wagering. I am Smitty with our stat guy, stat technician, J-Cam. Can I say something about J-Cam? I'm going to go on one of my little Smitty rants here before we do the whole show here. Uh-oh. J-Cam also, I'm going to throw in stat guy, but also the pirate. Man, he twists your arm about taking the pirates every day. 7 a.m., Jason has me convinced taking the pirates every day, and I love it so much. I enjoy having a cup of coffee every morning and having Jason convince me to take the Pittsburgh Pirates by 7.15 every day. Hey, J. Cam, what's happening, buddy? Uh, it's, it's good to be back. I was on a little vacation myself. Um, obviously, the podcast was on a little vacation for two weeks, so hit the West Coast for the first time ever. Uh, got my first taste of in and out Drove along. Uh, we were in San Diego, driving along the coast. Good times. Got broken to Torrey Pines, public course. There's no gates or anything like that. Walked around a little bit. Nobody asked me to leave. It was perfect time where the sun was setting over the cliffs. And I'm like, man, this is a really nice venue. I don't think TV does it justice uh, when you actually get there. So uh, now a great time. The weather for San Diego, as advertised, is pretty amazing. Uh, it's kind of weird coming from Western Pennsylvania. You walk outside in June and you see that type of sky and everything like that. You're expecting to be 90 something degrees and 85% humidity, but out there it's 70 and nothing. So it's pretty cool. That's fantastic, man. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed the trip. It's great to be back. We've been off, like he said, for about two weeks, a couple guys. Q was out in Omaha, Nebraska, covering the college world series. Maddie is swamped with work right now. Uh, you know, I've just been hanging out trying to catch uh, some sun here in Northern Virginia and uh, try to win some bets here and e- do everything like that. So it's great to be back. We're really excited here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be diving into some uh, college football action with our uh, conference breakdowns. And we have some great guests coming up here. We're going to just bust out a quick show tonight, see what we can get into and have some conversations. we got some funny stories. we got some good gambling uh, topics to go into. So let's get after it. So Jason, let's just dive right into it tonight, man. Um, MLB, love MLB right now, man. That's all I've been diving into. If I, let's just dive into this. I'm really, cause I'm watching the pirates here and you got, both of us being pirate fans, you got Cruz that got brought up and L Cruz coming up. He just hit a home run a little bit ago, but then Jack Swinsky also hit a home run here. If you're looking at NL and I might dive into this, I'm looking to dive into this little, to have a little ticket in my pocket here, a little play in my pocket rookie of the year, NL rookie of the year. Where are you at here? I'm looking at a couple guys here. You know, you got Cruz. A lot of people are on right now. He's the big name, six seven shortstop for the Pirates. I think Harris, the kid out of Atlanta, is having a good year, hitting about 327, three home runs, 15 RBIs, four stolen bases. You know, Gore, the pitcher for the Padres, having a really good year right now, too. I where I want to ask you first before I give you my thoughts. Where would you go on a ticket here? Who do you think can win NL rookie of the year? So I think, you know, Cruz was kind of the chalk coming in for the NL. I don't think he's going to get the at-bats. Or, and I think guys have gotten too much of a lead on him stat-wise unless he just really takes off. Now, he's put up some impressive stuff, and that's going to help. I mean, his balls, the exit velocity, I think he's got already four over 109 miles per hour in, like, nine games. Um, you know, that's tracking with, like, Stanton and a couple of the other big boys. So, like, you know, and he's such a unique-looking player. Uh, just because he's so tall, he's just huge out there. Right. And you see all the crazy athleticism. So he's going to have splash plays all summer, you know, and especially this year, you know, they're playing, they're feisty, but they're not playing for anything. So, you know, he's going to have a chance to show some show off a little bit. Um, You know, we mentioned off the air, I think, you know, his guy on the pirates too, who's probably, you know, came out of nowhere a little bit, Jack Sawinski, the left fielder. 
Um, 11 home runs, I guess 12 now tonight with, with the game, when the game going on now, um, you know, he might be a better value because he's kind of got to figure it out a little bit, got his feet wet last uh, fall, um, you know, got some at bats, got a little more thump in his bat than I thought he had. Um, he's going to play every day. I mean, Cruz will as well, but you know, Cruz is going to struggle with the glove a little bit. Um, it's not his strength, but Sawinski's just been really solid and he could have put up just good compiler numbers throughout the season. And I think, you know, He's going off of what you said, thir- I think 1300 right now or 1500 somewhere in that range. That's a good value pick. Um, I think Chris Morrell for the Cubs, another guy who kind of profiles a lot like Sawinski. He's going to be there every day. He's going to put up numbers just by playing every day. And Harris, like the guy you mentioned for uh, Atlanta, the center fielder. Now he's the ninth hitter for that lineup. And, you know, he's having good stats now. I don't know if those are going to hold, but um, Atlanta's clearly got themselves back in the picture. So that's going to help him out a lot. They're going to be on TV a lot. They're going to be playing New York markets a lot. And that's probably going to make it where he's probably a good value. I think he's at five to one right now. And then, I mean, and also his teammate Strider is up there as well. And I'm probably leaving out Mackenzie Gore. Padres, West Coast, probably got a little bit against him, not the East Coast bias. So it'll be interesting to see if he can put up enough numbers. The Padres can stay in it long enough that uh, he can get those high profile games too. Who, Who do you have out of that group? Well, you know, I, I agree with you, Jason. I, I'm with Sawinski. You know, he did hit another home run tonight. He's up to 13 now. Now, the only thing that concerns me is his average. He was It was low, and then he got it up to about 230. And now it's coming in tonight. I, I think I had it at 209. That's the only thing. And again, you know, the Pirates, you just don't know how great they're going to be. I hope they're over my win total. That'd be fantastic. Big sweat here coming this year, but I mean, the guy's playing great left field. I mean, if you look at it right now, I mean, he's at 13 home runs. Let's say he can get to 15 before the break. Well, then he's on pace for 30, maybe more than that. I mean, if you have a guy that hits 30 home runs, and you got to remember, I think this is a big thing. And I don't know if like voters are going to look at this. This guy was playing an Altoona. This guy did not play any triple A time. This guy jumped from double A right up with the Pirates more or less seemed like it was going to be a weekend stint. And then he just did not go away and he's kind of doing what he's doing. And I don't think he's going to get away, you know? So I really like him. I mean, if you want a good ticket, I I would take Swinsky. I'd take a chance. Now, like you said, Harris, good team. The Braves are really coming on right now. The Mets, you know, good record still. The Braves are playing fantastic now tonight. They're really getting it put to him tonight uh, with the Phillies. I played the under in that game and that was not a very good play by me today, but uh, that happens. But I think Harris is a good play, but if you want a ticket, I think to take a chance, this guy might hit 30 home runs, especially playing in PNC park short fence. I think this guy can hit a lot of home runs. I'm trying to look. The other guys we didn't mention were Brendan Donovan and Gorman's actually had a pretty good season too. He's a guy who had a little more of a high profile. He's kind of, people mentioned that he would be up and he's hit a ton of home runs as well. So um, I guess it really is who hits the wall first and who kind of drives the uh, thing. I I definitely think the teams like the Cardinals and the Braves, the guys that are on those two teams have an advantage because, you know, they're almost going to be looked at as MVPs uh, as the season goes on and that their contributions will be valued more than guys who might put up more stats on a bad team, like unfortunately the pirates. Now you mentioned that I've been kind of hitting you with that in the morning that they're good value. This team's playing well, they just can't win. It's, it's not like it's earlier in the year where they weren't playing that great and they were winning. And you're kind of like, how did that happen? You know, they're getting decent pitching uh, at the front end and you know, they're not really putting up a lot of offense, but you know, they're doing just enough and they're losing close games. Good series against Tampa. You know, lost two or three of the Nats, could have won probably all those games. And then um, they're winning tonight against the Brewers, who's clearly – Not sad. anymore. 3-3 three, three now. 3-3 three, three now. But <laughs> I'm just saying, they're they're feisty. They really are. Uh, they're getting ripped on a little more. They're playing uh, – Sheldon's done a good job with that. We'll see how long the bullpen can hold out. I think he's worn out a little bit. They're losing games late instead of early this time. So maybe that's why it's been a little more appealing to watch. So, yeah, you know, and it's not, again, you know, sometimes we get on about the Steelers or the pirates and it's not a Steeler pirate show. I mean, we try to hit on the teams we like, I kind of refer to like a team that is like in college basketball that I kind of referred it to Penn state the other day to somebody. And I said, it was like a couple years ago when Penn state was always close winning games in college basketball and the pirates are there too. They just seem like they can't win games, but 
if you track Major League Baseball like we do, there's a lot of teams like this. So let's go into where I want to take into this then. If you, you know, every week there's power rankings. And is there a team right now that you watch? Because I know you watch a lot and you track a lot. Who's your, right now, if you had to put a ticket to win the World Series, now there's going to be the trade deadline and there's going to be a lot to happen, maybe injuries and everything like that. But is there a team right now that you think is the best team in baseball, Jason? And maybe why? If Well, I think if you're going just by week to week, I think the Astros are probably the best team right now. Um, I, it, overall, the long haul, I have a little concerns about that lineup. Um, some of the guys who are exposed to, to do well, like Bregman, really aren't playing that well. Um, bottom of the order, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's good. It's not great. So I think but the pitching for them is going to hold out. Um, the Yankees are just killing people. <laughs> um, I, I think they're due for a little bit of a kind of re- regression um, just because they're playing so well. I think they're at the pace to pass the Seattle Mariners from 2001, which is kind of insane that anyone can do that, especially in that division. Um, and, you know, I think you're seeing the, the uh, NL East kind of settling in where I think we all thought it was going to be, which is going to be the Mets and the Braves. The Mets got out to that great lead, but, you know, the pitching misses, the injuries that they've had have kind of caught up to them a little bit. Um, you know, they're kind of settling at the right level. And now they're going to get uh, Scherzer back, I think, this weekend. So that'll help them. The West Coast, it's the three you thought. I don't know how the Giants do it. You kind of look at the guys, you look at the lineup, and you kind of say, oh, they, we can beat those guys, but then they just find ways to win. Um, Padres have a good lineup. They're missing guys though, a little bit. Um, the pitching has been really good for them. And then the Dodgers, the Dodgers. I mean, I think the Dodgers are actually a little more suspect than they've been because they don't have the guys. Like the, the, that rotation's pitched well, but I think if you put it on paper, they don't match up right now with the guys that are pitching. Now, when they get the other guys back, we'll see. But uh, I think that's really – I mean, that's really the teams. I mean – you look for value. I think the AL Central might be a place where you find value. Uh, the White Sox, you know, if you want to go a little long shot, if they can kind of figure it out, I think the NL Central will be or AL Central will be up for grabs because I don't think any of those teams is really great or good. They're going to be obviously playing on the first weekend, uh, the playoffs. And I I like the Blue Jays. The pit, starting pitching has been awful, so they're clearly going to have to make moves to address that. But they're just in too hard of a division. I mean, eventually that's going to catch up to them. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of settling out like you thought. There's no real surprises, I would say. I mean, the Mets getting out away from everyone was probably the biggest surprise, but it's kind of really the teams you thought it would be. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm on the Astros. I think their starting pitching is fantastic. Uh, you know, I agree with you. Some of the lineup issues, uh, they have some guys that are extremely good, I think, in the lineup. Um but like, I think you hit on a good point. Some of the guys are not producing, but I think that starting pitching, I would not be shocked if they go and get a big time arm in the bullpen to really add on to that. You know, the blue Jays, great team, great lineup, really like them a lot. I just don't see, like you said, the starting pitching, their top guy um, is fantastic. Some of the other guys just aren't good. The bullpen, I don't think is really good. The Mets, again, I think you're going to get back. You know, Max is coming back. I think he pitched last night in a, uh, a minor league game, and he's ready to go. DeGrom's going to pitch, I think, this weekend here, so you're going to get him back. So you would think the Mets are in good shape. So I think a lot of moves are going to happen. I agree with you. I think the Astros are the best team. You know, the Dodgers scare me a little bit because, you know, the whole Freddie Freeman thing last week and Will Hill, you know, we've had on the show and he does a fantastic job with his podcast. He's like, how many times can this guy cry? And I said, man, this is like a lifetime movie here. And then it comes out this week, he fires his agent. And then there was rumors that the agent didn't tell him the last deal that the, the Braves gave him because he knew he was going to take it and stay in Atlanta. I mean, what a situation that is. So I think you have that hanging around a little bit. It's like, does the guy really want to be there? I don't think he really does. And you add that in, you know, Roberts has come out and said, that's the best division in baseball. I'm not sure about that, but I I think the Padres are really good. Great matchup tonight. You got Joe Musgrove, the old pirate going tonight. Um, So that should be interesting baseball. If you want to stay up late and watch a late game tonight, that should be a good one. So, but I agree with you. I am going the Astros with you right now. I think they would be my number one team in my power rankings. Let's move on here. Bullpens. I want to talk about bullpens here because if you bet baseball like I do and Jason does, and these bullpens can blow up like the other night, I'll, I'll give you a good one was 
it was the Padres were up, I think six, nothing going into the eighth inning and they lost seven, six to Arizona. These bullpens are bad. Uh, I'm going to throw a team that's really good at you. And I, I just said to Jason off air, I can't believe that their ERA, I thought when I looking this stat up, I thought it was going to be a lot higher is the Minnesota twins, you know, a team that's in first place, man, have they blown games to the Cleveland guardians the last like two weeks twins 3.89 I had, but I thought that would have been a lot higher, but you're looking at it like the reds are 5.37 Colorado's 4.70 KC's a mess. Chicago's a mess. Oakland is a mess too. Listen, the Oakland A's, can I just say this? Do they have more possums in the offices in that stadium <laughs> than they do have people in the stands? That play, you talk about a team. I mean, people rip on the Pirates about not trying to. Man, that team wants to go to Vegas or Nashville or somewhere in a hurry, man. I mean, follow that. I think it's Dallas Braden, the old pitcher. Yeah. He posts pictures that one time there's a possum hanging out of a ceiling tile, and he's like, Oh, here, this should be interesting today. They have more possums than they do people in the crowd. Honestly, the stories you hear out of there, and apparently they've been going on since the 70s, it, it deserves its own 30 for 30 on ESPN, just the stadium. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to talk anything else. Just the sewage backups and everything else, the wildlife. Uh, you know, you got to feel like professional athletes get paid pretty well, but you got to feel for the A's when they're playing and basically, I mean, it's a dump. There's nothing you can get around it. And they've, they've had all those battles with the city. They had a really cool drawing up for i think that what howard terminal stadium that was going to be kind of incorporated into the landscape and it was walking and they just can't get anything proved and it's just you know you know california's a tough place to do business right now so yeah i do think the a's are pretty much rolling right out of there to vegas and they're going to enjoy brand new stadium um no issues far less possums i think in the desert maybe some rattlesnakes maybe some scorpions but um yeah it's I, like i said oakland coliseum will have a 30 for 30 someday you, it will be because i guarantee there's stuff we don't even know about i mean look mount davis like they, they built a giant <laughs> they had a really cool looking stadium and they put a huge uh seating complex in the middle of it and then the team left like two years later right i mean it's ridiculous so yeah i you know having the major league baseball channel or network or whatever all the games i put that i put them on late same thing like you said as a professional athlete you know and the pirates listen i'm gonna say there's a lot like you can you can drill into a lot of this you can go tampa bay i mean they don't draw anything pirates some nights they don't draw much um you know a lot but i'll tell you what you watch an oakland a game man oh man there is no and that's a big place like that's big Yes. And there's nobody. And you're like, those guys out there playing, man, it would be like a JV baseball game. Like when you had like, maybe if you had a girlfriend that was very dedicated to you to hang out by and stand down there by the fence and watch you play and get lose to somebody by about 10 runs or something. So let's move on, man. Let's go into the weekend. Um, you know, I kind of looked it over. I mean, the card was very, very small today. I mean, I put out some plays today because i always do um you know one jason you went into it i just I, I put it down because i thought you made a great comment to me in a text message yesterday about looking at baltimore uh again because they're stretched out a little bit there that's one that i'm going to keep an eye on they head into um they play minnesota coming up uh tomorrow night so i'm going to keep an eye on that maybe some totals for some people here because Baltimore, hey, listen, Baltimore, I'll give Baltimore a lot of credit. Baltimore is playing extremely hard, mm. playing well. Expectation was very low, playing a lot better than people thought. But the pitching still a little bit, eh. Bullpen's not the greatest. And again, it goes back to my twin. The twins' bullpen is is a disaster. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, when you when you look when you break down the twins and you look over the last two weeks, when you're giving up just wins against Cleveland, the team that's trying to catch up and you just can't, that should be, it shouldn't even be close right now in that division. And it is because the bullpen's so bad. I thought, I thought you said a great thing too. I mean, if you want to take a flyer on a team, the White Sox are a mess too. And I don't know what's going to happen with uh, Tony LaRusa or anything, but that would be a team that maybe if you want to take a flyer on a big ticket, that might be one because I'm not sure about this division, but that's one I'm keeping an eye on. Red Sox going into Chicago. 
Cubs aren't the greatest. Red Sox are playing extremely well. You know, there's some ones that started tonight, uh, some series is, and I mean, we'll see where the number is tomorrow, but I'm going to keep an eye on Baltimore, uh, Minnesota, just with the, the totals this weekend. Anything that's jumping off at Q? No, so Baltimore, it's just more a situation. They've lost guys in the rotation and they're just not that deep, right? It, it is a good young team. It's playing well. They're probably getting some people excited in Baltimore for the first time in a long time. Um, no, I just think um, looking through here, you got St. Louis and Philly should be a good series. I don't know if Philly can score enough runs in that series right now. The offense, obviously, with the Harper losing um, time with the thumb. Um, you know, Schwarber, June is over now, so he's not going to hit on runs anymore. So the offense could dry up. Uh, you know, Miami, Washington is kind of a throwaway series. Alcantara already pitched yesterday, so we'll probably miss that whole thing until Monday. Um, Atlanta and Cincy, you know, that could be some high scoring games there. Um, Cincy's offense is good. Um, the pitching really hasn't come back like they thought it would. And then San Diego and L.A., Padres probably have value in that series because, like I said, the L.A. just really hasn't, you know, played to the level. They've had some series where they've kind of dropped off, and that's a big one for the Padres to kind of throw a punch. I think this is the first time they played this year, if I heard correctly this morning on VEASAN. Um, so they've got a lot of series ahead. You probably want to set a tone just to say, hey, listen, you guys have, you know, spend $100 million more than us, but we can still hang with you. Um, and they've got the pitching to do so. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's really just looking for that. I mean, we we mentioned betting on the Pirates earlier. I think at this point of the season, this is where you're starting to look for those kind of middle teams because they're kind of getting a little undervalued because, you know, um, you're starting to see guys pull – the records are starting to pull away. So you really have to look at the matchup and who's pitching well. Um, one game I do like, and it's it's terrible because you have to take the A's to hit it, but Pete Black versus Kirby – on Saturday, George Kirby's an excellent prospect, but he's kind of hitting the wall a little bit. He's struggled his last couple outings, uh, might pitch better at home, and it is the A's, but you might get a good price on the A's, and they've been able to sneak one or two um, pretty high um, juice games out of these series. So I would probably look to that one, um, but nothing else right there. Baseball's tricky that way. It's really like a day-to-day thing. You can't really look ahead. It's a whole different animal. So I, I'm trying now to really get into it before we get into college football. And I uh, come up with a system each morning that I can, but it's, it's such a grind because the numbers change so much every day. Um, and it's not a situation like, you know, a lot of the sites, like as a data nerd like myself, a lot of the sites really aren't friendly in the way you can kind of compile stuff like you can for football. No, I think it's tough. You know, I, I've done it a lot and I post a lot. I'm doing Smitty's note card leans of the, the morning. I was just on with uh, Jick Jack from the one more podcast and did a little uh, video um, a day ago. And that was a lot of fun given in which I did extremely well. It was a six and two card that I gave out, but like you said, it, it's a grind and it's something that you can't get frustrated with. I was like 21 games under, 500 and now I'm, i coming into tonight because i hit uh the uh guardians this afternoon on a money line play i think i was 11 games so i'm starting to catch some steam but listen in a in a blink i could <laughs> i could go back i mean again like we're talking about the bullpen's not good it's something that you can't get frustrated i a couple other guys i follow um the one guy was really upset with the bullpens and he said he's done for a while he's going to take a break and i mean <laughs> Hey, it's, it's, it's one that you can't really get frustrated about. It's not an ego thing. I mean, you feel good when you win and if you lose, you lose and you move on and you try to come back. And if it's not working, then maybe try to go into player props. That'd be my advice to everybody. You know, one stat, and I, you know, I'm going to say, I'll say this cause we're talking about like, so I think one thing that, you know, if you listen to our show and you're trying to get into this and you do bet a little bit, keep an eye on the teams that play Sunday night, the teams that have to travel. I'm going to give you a great example of this was the Dodgers played in Atlanta last Sunday game went into extra innings, which I won. Luckily they came back really late and I won on the Dodgers. I had the money line, which was fantastic. Well, they had to travel out to Colorado and play Monday night. So I gave it out on the Monday, um, Monday leans, the morning leans that I put out every day. And then all of a sudden I went off and I liked the pirates lineup and I took the pirates while they were winning and they blew it late. Guess who won the game? Colorado. I should have stuck with Colorado. So just one little tip. These, these teams that have to travel on Sunday night and then go somewhere, sometimes it's a little bit of a sleepwalk. So if I can, and again, listen, I'm not a professional, not saying I am, 
Some days I have great days, other days I don't. But one little tip I'd give out, keep an eye on those Sunday night games with these teams that they have to travel. Now, the reason why one game I took tonight was, was Seattle. Seattle's playing a little better. Oakland, not very good. Possums, possums are running all over the place, even probably on the road in the hotel. Who knows? They played in New York yesterday during the afternoon. They're going cross-country tonight to Seattle. I took a chance with the run line with Seattle, so we'll see what happens. So just a little bit of advice, and again, I'm not a professional. You can take whatever you want to take there on that. So let's move on here. You know, in the Pirate, Michael Perez just had a home run tonight, so two run shots, so the Pirates are winning the game. So it, that's just how crazy baseball is because Perez just had a home run. He can't hit see, it all. The 7 a.m. text with the Pirates is coming through. Hey, we're on it. I hope so. I hope so. We had a great sweat yesterday with that uh, Nats Pirates first five. That was a lot oh. of fun. Nobody knew what was going on. That Ums talked for like 10 minutes about uh, – you know, they're, they're contacting New York about some rule change and that, that people are trying to explain. I still don't understand it. My dad's like, explain it to me. I said, I need 25 minutes on the phone with you. I can't even I, do it. I can explain it real easy. It's called the fourth out rule, which I did not know, but I found a really good site that explained it. But basically once the innings over, it's over. So what the, uh, the nationals wanted to do, they wanted to appeal that I think it was Sawinski left too early. So when uh, the guy was stepping on third base, he should have technically been out, but they tagged the pirate runner, which I believe is Park coming into third base. So Park, yes, yeah. So they weren't appealing the Swinski left too early. They were tagging out Park. When they did that, they basically gave up the right to uh, get him for leaving too early. So that was it. So the Nationals tried to go back and say, no, 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 no. We stepped on third base. He should be out. But it's like the umpires are like innings over, innings over. So the Pirates got to run out of it. Um, Unfortunately, they gave a couple back in the bottom. <laughs> should have won the, won the bet, Jason. It was me because we're trying to avoid the pirate bullpen, and we got a lot of encouragement early. And then, you know, uh, the Nationals bullpen decided to let's play hold my beer and uh, blow it for. But hey, I'll take a bucko win. Hey, let's get let's get one tonight. Michael Perez hits a home run. Let's get one tonight. So hey, let's recap. So we've been off for a couple weeks, like we said. Let's go in really quick. NBA championship the nba finals not the outcome that i wanted what's your overall thoughts on it jason golden state wins another ring you know clay thompson was dropping rings in the parade knocking people over lost a hat you can do that um, but what's <laughs> what's your over what's your overall thoughts why did golden state beat the boston Celtics? well it, to me the best player beat the better team and that one now granted golden state played a little smarter than boston did a little more savvy um but steph curry just kind of he took himself i think to another level you know he people said oh he finally got his finals mvp like like everybody gets a finals mvp like it's ridiculous right it did i don't care what they say andre iguodala was a key in that one series where you could have gave it to curry when he was playing defense on lebron james who is the best player of this generation but you know curry was really good um you know that final that game six was really important for boston you know, they came out hot, but I think they just got a little, they got a little too confident and Golden State just kept grinding. And then, you know, they went on that huge run. And I think that just broke Boston's will. Um, you know, we were, it, we were going back and forth during these games. And um, when you look at it, you know, I'm, I can't believe I can't remember his name right now, but Boston's guys kind of had some questions about, they don't look like to me, like they're elite players. They look like they're very good players. Like, I think they have a bunch of Scotty Pippins, but I don't know if they have a Jordan. Um, so I think if you broke up that team, you probably could create a bunch of really good teams in the NBA. If you, you know, a bunch of second fiddles, they need that great dominant player. Like they struggle for baskets at times. Um, you know, they didn't have an offensive player who could take over the game for a lot of it. Um, they tried, you know, it, it, it they, they had guys who looked the part, but it just, it never seemed like it came to fruition. I think they were really well coached. But I just, like I said, I don't think Tatum's a one. I don't think Brown's a one. I think they're really good twos. Um, so, yeah, it, that last game was a bit of a surprise. I really thought Boston would at least force game seven, um, but especially the way they came out. But, you know, Golden State was just too much, and they really kind of flexed their muscles a little bit. And it was funny. It was kind of nice to see. I mean, it was Curry. It was Thompson. It was Green in that game six. It was the guys who built that team that was really fun to watch until they kind of got annoying with how good they were. And then they kind of came back and – uh it kind of reminded me actually a little bit of the Penguins when uh, they actually won a couple was in 09 
And then they had Malkin and Crosby, and then they kind of disappeared for a couple of years, some really frustrating postseasons, and all of a sudden they won, came back and won two cups back-to-back. You, you just don't see that that often with good teams. Usually once they go south, they're done. And the Warriors had those two really rough years, and they, they pulled it together. I mean, it's still they're still making good moves. They have a good young nucleus around those old guys. So they, they have some flexibility to keep that thing going. So it's, it's pretty impressive. And then, you know, Boston can make one trade, get a good guy, and they're there. Like, you know what I mean? If they get an elite player – that team's going to be really, really good. Yeah, I agree with you. Curry, I'm not a big Curry fan, but it doesn't really mean anything. It's He's a fantastic <laughs> player, and um, his mouthpiece, when he chews it, I want to go on the court and slap it out of his face. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, but, no, he played fantastic. You know, Wiggins was, I think, a major X factor out of the whole series i thought wiggins played fantastic green which i'm not a big fan of but he's a fantastic basketball player i mean he can control stuff he can get other people's skin can rebound really well he actually shot a couple games uh late there pretty well in that series i think the key thing was a couple things to me being a celtics fan you know i i liked i love tatum tatum i think i want to know if his shoulder was really more injured than it was or maybe he didn't let people know i i've never seen though a team jason i'm gonna say this because my daughters watched game six with me and they were like dad you're very upset i said yes i'm very upset because i've never seen an nba team that can't dribble a basketball as bad as the celtics like right. brown might be the worst dribbler i think i've ever seen can shoot can do a lot of things but just cannot dribble a basketball in transition or anything like that. I, so the turnovers were, I think, the big thing. The Celtics just could not, not turn the ball over about 20 times in a game. And I think, you know, one of the big stats before that, a lot of people talked about, like on VEASAN and some of the shows, were just the, I think it was 130-something games in the finals to a zero. Celtics had no experience in the finals and Golden State had a lot of experience in the finals. And that was the big thing in this, that you could just see that as that series went on turnovers, an issue bench play. You got to have bench play in these Golden State's bench played well. Celtics bench was a no show. I mean, they just did not Pritchard look like, you know, I like Pritchard. I think a tough little defender can shoot the three. He was nothing. Um, Williams, um, you know, was nothing. Uh, you know, I, I can just go on and on here with guys on on the Celtics. It just, that adds up and it just did not happen. And, you know, I hate to say it. I think the Celtics had a really good team, but I hate, I think overall the best team won the series. It's pretty crazy. I'm looking back at game six now, the stats sheet. Boston got five points off their bench for that entire game. But then I went to Golden State, and they only had 15 bench points off their bench, and it was all pull. Like, nobody else scored. It, I've never seen a series where it was so starter dominant um, between the two teams. So it's kind of unique that way. But, yeah, no, like, Boston, like I say, it's, it's, it's a fixable situation. It's not one of those situations where, like, this team's busted. You know, they can make some quick changes. You know, they can get a true point guard in there and maybe play smart at two and then move Brown part of this part of that. And like, it'll probably make things fit. A healthy Robert Williams will fit. Um, I don't think Horford's going to be back, but you know, he was really, I thought he was, he was a guy who I didn't expect a lot out of and I thought he was really he solid. Fantastic. Played yeah. fantastic. A lot of, a lot of winning player props. And I, I hit the last one with him. Guy played his heart out. A guy is, uh, you know, I think he's 36 years old, played extremely well. I, I agree with you. They got to get a point guard. There's no doubt. I, you know, there's some, you know, it came out today. Durant once out of New Jersey or wherever they're at now, Brooklyn or wherever they're at now. Um, who knows? Brooklyn, New Jersey, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, that should be, you know, there were some rumors. Some people were like trade Brown for Durant. Now, the thing is, I listened to Beeson today and they said, why are you going to do that? They play good defense. Durant doesn't play good defense. He's a score, but Brown's a better defender. I wouldn't break the team up. You got to, I agree with you. You got to get a point guard. You got to get a point guard white. And here's another bench player that played extremely well. White was fantastic. Great trade. Yeah. But man, those last couple games, he couldn't do anything. Couldn't shoot 
He couldn't shoot the ball, couldn't do anything in those games. Yeah, they could. I think the bench needs to get improved a little bit. Like they just need some guys who can um, score. Or White's probably like one rotation spot too high for a player of that level. So, but like I said, they you know they're well managed. They'll be able to figure out what they want to do. Um, I would make that trade for Brown for Duran if you're really going for the ring because you need that. Like I said, I think they're really just missing that elite guy. They're a lot like Miami and where you have a lot of good, but you don't have any great. And the NBA, great wins. It's, 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 it always holds up that the team with the best player wins. And uh, you saw it with Golden State. Like, you know, Golden State had the best player in the series, and they probably didn't have – you know, it depends how you feel. Wiggins kind of snuck his way into there. But you look at that next grouping, and it was going to be a lot more Celtics than it was going to be until you got to Warriors again. So, but, uh, no, it was a good entertaining series. Um, I said the last game was a bit of a surprise. It ended up closer than it was at the end, but it really wasn't close at all at times. But – um, like I said, basketball wasn't great. The NBA playoffs weren't great. Like, um, no barn burners, no buzzer beaters. Games were decided early, and you know, teams played their way accordingly. Like, they were down 15 in the fourth quarter, they sat guys, they didn't try to make a run and get back in it. And I think Golden State made a run one game, I'm thinking, and it was the backups who, who did it. And it was complete, like, oh, look where we're at now. Hey, we'll throw the starters back in and see if we can win this. And they lost the game anyway, so. But uh, yeah, not a great series. Not as good as a hockey. I think we're going to we can go to that next. I thought the actual. Well, we can go into that, man. Twenty four and eighteen, my record. Hey, fantastic! And I don't know. And I've said this on the show. I don't know a lot about hockey. I just kept winning. <laughs> so I, you know, one thing we like to do here at the Notebook is win. So I'll keep taking it. No, listen, that was a great series. Uh, you know, very fun. Jason is a lot better. Jason knows hockey. Matt's really talented at hockey. I'm not. I like to dip into a lot of lot of action, and it played out well. I listened. I looked at some stats. I played some. Um, you know, looked at some. Um, simulators i ran some numbers and uh it played out well for me so jason why don't you take it over with the hockey no i had tampa with the you know plus in the series and i took them again after the game one loss and uh i really thought they were going to sneak their way back into this it looked like it after game five that that was going to be the case um they were a little overmatched though they looked a little old they looked like a team that's played a lot of hockey in the last three years um they just didn't have that fifth gear uh colorado skated around them at times and really possessed the puck colorado's goaltender was actually had a negative goal expectation. He's the first goaltender to finish the playoffs with negative goal expectations since I think Mark Andre Fleury in two thousand nine. So like that's how good they were. Usually in hockey, your goalie's not playing at an elite level. You can't get the cup, and they were just so good rolling all four lines that even though Vasilevsky played pretty well, um, they they got pucks past them, and they just you know they never really tested Kemper at all. I mean, there was a couple of games where they got, got shots on them early, but they were always behind on shots, and it just kind of played out that way. Colorado's going to be tough to beat. That's It's a good, young, fast team. Um, they have enough veteran pieces that kind of keep that locker room in order. Goaltending is their biggest weakness, so it'll be interesting to see what they do to address it if they can, if they can fit everything under the cap. But, uh, you know, they're definitely poised for a repeat next year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do, especially in the West, where I don't think they'll be tested very much. The East is really the better league at this time. So they may all beat themselves up, but yeah, it was an entertaining series. Um, like I said, the games were good. Um, came down to the third period a couple times, a couple overtime games. So I, I enjoyed it. So I guess we'll roll into the next thing. My new love college baseball. I didn't get to see much of the world series. I watched a lot of the, the series before that. I really like it. I actually like it better than it will be right now. I think it's a more entertaining product. Um, you get the, the close fan interaction and it just seems like there's a little more action, more stolen bases, more ground balls. It just seems like it plays a little bit more like the baseball we're remembering instead of the three outcome thing that we're seeing at the major league level right now. What did you, how did you do with the uh, World Series? Well, you know, I wish Q was, would be here tonight because uh, our guy Q went out there and he loves going out there. He's our college baseball guy and very knowledgeable. He really knows it. He really follows it all year. I dabble here and there and I do track it a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you, I did. I, I hit some bets. I, I, I'm not going to, I think overall as a team, I think it was the regionals that he did extremely well. You did. And I did. Okay. If you put all our numbers together, we did extremely well mm -hmm. as a team here at notebook wagering. I had Texas, which I was very disappointed with Texas that, you know, they were owing two. And then I kind of said, I thought Stanford would come out, which I think they were owing two. So I was the big dummy in the room and I just kind of kept my mouth shut the rest of the tournament here. Now I did dabble in here and there, Matt, our other guy had a ticket on Oklahoma. I think it was 45 to one to win the national championship. He jumped on it. So that was disappointing. You know, old Miss just 
Fantastic. Uh, you know, again, next time Q comes on, maybe we can get him to do a five minute quick uh, breakdown again of being out in Omaha, Nebraska. I do want to throw this stat out. And this is, this is from uh, Michael Katz at Michael Katz. He put it out on Twitter today. So hopefully I'm saying it correctly, his last name there, but he said, old miss in the playoffs strikeouts, 131 and walks were only 26. Man, did the pitching show up? Because that was a team that was not dominant in the SEC, I think, halfway through the year. They were really struggling and was not a great team. And it was just overall, um, you know, uh, what's – I'm losing. I have names in my head now. What's the – Tim um, – is it Elko? Um, yes. Who? Tim Elko. What – I mean, just a fantastic hitter. I mean, I love, I love the video, and I retweeted it of the the little trophy celebration they did in the stadium and the guy had him come out and hold it up hold it to the right hold it to the left and he said which one's going to be the statue the guy deserves everything man what <laughs> an elite hitter that guy was so congrats old miss fantastic college baseball is great i mean i really enjoy it and like i said i know q does and so what's your overall thoughts on it jason yeah no I, i'll tell you what I'll, I'll pay more attention next year definitely to it uh i really like the playoffs uh yeah, the world series from the get-go like the first rounds um it just seems like there's some value in the betting too that there's not a lot of uh, big wagering going on so you can actually get some good values especially on the underdogs um they seem like they played all the way through i had tickets on notre dame and oklahoma late not the prices that maddie had but uh yeah, it just you know it's 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 crazy. I think um, what's called uh, Mr. Hyatt described it best in that it's like four tournaments into one, and it really is, and it's it's very unique how it goes from like that round robin to a three team series to a round robin to a three game series again, and it you know the strengths for each team play differently in each of those formats. So it's a, it's a really tricky thing to bet. There's definitely value in teams that have longer odds, um, and I think it's probably why you haven't seen a number one team win it. I think it's what ninety nine. Um, cause it's just, I don't know if any team is built, there's enough parity in college baseball that no team's built to handle all those formats. So if they get the right matchups, pretty much anyone can win. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought ESPN's coverage was good that they were stretched a little thin with the announcers, but I think the way they covered it was great seeing some of those, uh, parks and uh, it's, a, it's something I'll definitely be betting next spring and uh, summer. All right. Let's a couple more little topics here before we let you go tonight. John Deere and this golf. I put out a ticket. Can I tell you? So I always, I always send my plays to my, my dad today. He called me and goes, who are these guys that you're betting? <laughs> I mean, tough field. It's like an Easter egg hunt. You got to really dig deep and try to find them. Uh, I got to update my board. I do have a top 20 play and it was JT Potson. Uh, he shot a minus nine today. I have him top 20. I think it's like a plus 275 ticket i'm not sure something nice. like that and he shot you know he shot a minus nine now long tournament we got to see where tomorrow is i you know but i'll tell you this this was hard you know you got the live tournament going on you have um some action over i think in um i don't know is it somewhere because you got the british open coming up there's somewhere over there the Scottish, I think, is it? yeah scottish or something open uh, yeah there's so it, this was a tough field i think webb simpson came in as the favorite in there so yeah it was it was tough i mean you had to dive deep look at a lot of stats listen to people like wes reynolds brady cannon that was have been on the show here and take some info and try to dive into some stats here uh, a lot of pitch and putt kind of if you're good at that you're okay in this so right now hopefully jt pots can at least get me a win and hopefully some of my other guys can come up on this you can't be too disappointed that you got the guy at nine under after the first day i mean he's only two shots out but um i'm looking through the field now i didn't get to see this much before we came on and uh you know some of the names that you may have bet on in this tournament are sitting there with some plus numbers which so i don't know what the heck happened uh web simpson's at even which is kind of a shock you know he was a guy that was fancied about a bit um the gala who's a guy who had tough luck last week um you know he's a guy i think he's three over for the tournament so like this you know hadwin's a guy i know people liked so yeah a little rough start to some of these name guys the, the i think i have patrick rogers 
I uh, took some advice from some other people, talked to a couple people. I think he's at a minus two and I have him to win it and top five. Brendan Todd, I have a top five. I think he shot an even or a minus one. So we'll see. Hey, listen, a lot can happen. <laughs> it's like Brady said on the show, if you have a Sunday sweat, it's a lot of fun. But man, it can be frustrating when you track it. And you're feeling, okay, we're in good shape. Everything's good. Like, look at Patrick Cantlay last week. I think it was Cantlay last week, right? He was like yes. right behind, like the one. And I had him. I had him in the notebook. I was going to take him to win it. And then I pulled off on it. And I was like, I said it to old man in the garage. I'm like, man, I'm going to be really upset. This guy's going to win. And I didn't bet him. <laughs> and next thing you know, he didn't even make top five. No, he... uh. Like I said, he looked like he and um, uh, what you call it? Uh, his uh buddy uh, went Shoffley, uh, who are close friends, went out somewhere and it had a bunch of wings and beers because Canley just did not recover on Sunday. But he looked terrible. I almost live bet the gala after watching the first three holes because that's how bad Shoffley and Canley looked. They looked like two hung. They looked like us hung over at a bachelor party weekend or something, playing that uh that next morning eighteen in the hot weather. It's just like oh, nothing's working and uh. Yeah, no, it's a shame that uh, Zagala threw it away. He's been close a couple times this year. Yeah. Um, he's going to break through. Obviously not this yeah, week. Yeah, he's a good player. Very, and that was a tough lie. I, I mean, most people, if you go out, on, or I go out for sure, I'm probably picking that up and just throwing it on the green and say, give me uh, minus <laughs> two on that. So, uh, but everything like that. So we'll see how the John Deere plays out. I, you know, I posted my plays last night. We'll go from there. So um, one more story before I got a funny story to end the show, but let's go July 4th. You know, it's family. It's hamburgers. It's maybe some adult drinks. It's whatever you want to do, but also hot dogs and Joey Chestnut. Let's go into this. Let's go into Joey Chestnut. Great spot today. Follow the money. Fantastic job. I want to give them a shout out today because I know that's a show I get up and I watch every day because I'm off right now. And I know Jason likes to tune in when he can on that. Joey Chestnut. Okay. Now, key information. If you're a degenerate like most of us are, yes, we're going to gamble this. Why not? I like to gamble this. Over under 74 and a half hot dogs here. Now, you got to here's some key information if you did not listen to Follow the Money today. And if you didn't, you should listen to it. Go look it up and play it. He's coming off a broken leg in December. So they even asked him, are you going to be able to stand or are you going to have to sit? And he goes, no, I'm going to stand. Went into what he's going to eat on like Friday, Saturday morning. Then he's going to go on supplements and not eat anything for days. I mean, this is wacky stuff here. But over 74 and a half minus 135. Jason, he won. Here's one more key stat. He won by 26 dogs last year. Jason, over under 74 and a half on. I'm going under, you know, he, he, that was a great interview. Cause I, you know, he's been on other interviews before I've seen him and he's never been really that good, but he felt really comfortable with Mitch and Polly and he was very uh, forthcoming with information. He was on pain pills. Was it last month? He said, and they, they, they had him all messed up because, you know, pain pills can have a side effect with constipation. He said he, he was in on that all, all the way. So to me, he hasn't been doing the trade. He hasn't been able to do the trade. I can't believe we're talking about a competitive eater at his knee injury. Uh, but, but but it did it was I, I you know the ears did you know when you bet these things we do bet almost all the sports I mean you know COVID forced some of it but you know especially in the summertime when there's value there you have to take it to me it sounded like he could not train as well as he had and it doesn't sound like he's in any jeopardy of losing the competition but that over under number I, I'm gonna lean under you know it's we gotta give up whether he's he he talked about it's in the old place, which makes me think that he doesn't like it because I know it's out in the sun. Uh, I'm gonna take a little look at the weather. Apparently, the hot weather affects them. He said warm. He said warm conditions, which yeah. is just. I love how they asked about what's the conditions. Like you know, this is not like a baseball game. Hey, it's gonna sprinkle or it's gonna rain a little bit. He's ah, it's warm conditions and it's this and this and. You got to love it, man. Jason, if I had, it's gonna okay. Be, it's it's going to be, we'll see. That's on Monday, 86 degrees, a little right. muggy. You know, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem too awful to me, especially at noon. But, you know, I, like I said, I'm leaning under. 
I think I think he's right. okay. So if I have to ask, here's the here's one of the questions here. In a let's say, how long do they get to eat? I want to say ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten right. minutes. Yeah. Okay. How about if I gave you? Okay. Well, let's just do ten minutes. How many dogs can you put down in ten minutes? You know, I've actually always wanted to try this, just because you know it's one of those things where if you're really enjoying yourself at a barbecue and you've had a few libations and you know there's always that go back and what's always left hot dogs, right? And you, you know, you may be running around playing with the kids, running around, you know, you drink a beer, but grab a quick hot dog and it's like boom, 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 right? Gone. So I'm thinking, I think, you know, I think I could do at least eight. I, I, I could do maybe more than that. I, I'm thinking in 10 minutes, I think, I don't know if I'm stretched out enough there with the stomach. I have enough stomach, so I should be okay. I think I could do, I think I could do 16 in 10 minutes. 16? I think I could do 16 in 10 minutes. <laughs> Now I don't know all the tricks. With the, I don't know about the soggy bun, and I, I think that gets. I was gonna say, are you dip, are you dipping the bun. I, in you the have water? to, I think, right? So, like, what if you just put condiments on it? Like, instead, would that help the process? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the soggy bun thing—you have to admit that's just nasty. Like, I know they have to do it, but it, like you see it visually, that gets everybody, especially splashing around. You got hot dog water. It's like, oh, it's brutal. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you a story here. When I was, I can't remember how old I was, but I was. I don't know, maybe nine, 10. I was in like the Altoona mall or state college mall, something like that. I entered a ice cream eating contest. Like a, it was like, you know, not like I had to eat like 10 things, of ice cream or anything. Some girl beat me. She was a lot bigger than me. So, uh, I will <laughs> say that. but I got second, but I mean, so I have entered something like this before. I don't know. Hey, boil a hot dog put it on a grill, whatever you want to do, man. Hot dogs are fantastic. I I'm, I'm right with you. I'd love to do it one time. You know, the interview was fantastic. So I wrote down another, I love the big Mac one. He said he oh ate 32 God. big Macs at a time. I can't remember how much time I did not catch that, but that man, a big Mac's fantastic. I love a big Mac. I think it was 30. I like that. I like the ice cream sandwich he ate how many he ate and he said he really struggled after that he said his like you know because Polly was like did your brain freeze and he's like oh my goodness my brain was freezing and my stomach hurt and it just was it was a mess and <laughs> but 32 big macs <laughs> yeah no when you go through those lists of like the eating competition records and you see you find a food that either you like or you don't like and you see the record for it it always stuns you and you're like what the uh, yeah, it's like, he says he struggles with Buffalo wings. So if anyone's out there is betting the competitive weeding circuit, <laughs> when he goes to Buffalo, that is not a great stop for him. It's, it's not, a, he's not a horse for that course. So, uh, take someone else, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, I went to the wing bowl in Philadelphia twice. Now I don't know if you're familiar with that, but in Philadelphia, because they never went to the super bowl, the local radio station, WIP 610, very famous, uh, used to host a wing bowl championship weekend. And, and they used to hold it in the Spectrum and in the First Union Center. I mean, so they would get like 18,000 people for their morning show and have these guys get eat wings. And it used to be just local guys. Then the competitive eaters started sneaking in. And it was just amazing, like, to see how much food they could get down. And, and that one was unique, I guess, because it had rounds. But uh, it was always entertaining to see be uh, drunk in Philly at 6 a.m. Uh, watching guys <laughs> shoot chicken wings. Uh it's a unique experience. I don't think they do it anymore because they've actually gotten to uh, the Super Bowl a couple times since then. But uh, something to see, no doubt. Well, let's let's keep an eye on that number: seventy-four and a half minus one thirty-five. Under, I'm going under. Hey, so listen, listen, you you know, listen. I'm going to say a couple. I don't know what the other two guys that aren't here tonight going to do. I guarantee I'm going to have a play on it. Jason's probably going to put it out. Maybe we'll have a video of Jason and myself doing a competition here. How many? dogs we can down on the fourth and stuff i got a funny story that we're gonna end it here but i got a funny story so you know gambling is a funny thing and it can come in a lot of weird ways you can win some you can lose some so my brother-in-law uh, that's all i'm gonna say my brother-in-law some people might know who i'm talking about others that listen might not and that's all i'm gonna leave it at so he he, he called me today and he goes I was golfing, came home, wife wanted to watch a movie and we've all been there and I don't know what movie it was. And he said, you know, I was into it a little bit, but I 
very kind of bored. So he said, I started betting on the horses. So he said, you know, I was just picking a track running at night last night and I, I lost about six in a row. So he said, you know, I wasn't very happy. I was a little pissed off and was not happy. So he said, I picked this one track and it was sprinters like those sprint races. So he said there was a good money line one or morning line, excuse me. And it went up really high. So he said, I threw 50 on it. So I went back to watching like, I don't know what movie it was probably like the notebook or something. I don't know what he was watching. So just trying to please the wife there for like a 20 minute span. So he said, he looked 10 minutes later, he won $650. What? Yeah, it's a good night. So what was it? The little, 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 he, just... he threw 50 on it to win. I don't know what the odds were, <laughs> but he said he came back. It was like six, it was 630, 650. I got to look back. Yeah, that's what he said. He sent me the ticket today. He's like, went back and he's like, the movie got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> so my, to end the show, if you have a great story and you listen to us, man, text us. We'd love to hear it. Uh, you know, there's, and I think everybody has these that, you know, you wake up, you, you take a late baseball game or a late college basketball game. You wake up at like two. I mean, I've, I've woken up and like Santa Clara won by like 10 or something they cover. And you're like, Oh, that's a good ticket. Like you feel better. Other times you wake up. I have one. I always tell Dr. Brent loves this. I remember Luke Walton for Arizona in the PAC 12, like championship <laughs> play. I had them covering against somebody Arizona against like, I don't even know. It was like first round game. I came home from work and he stole a ball and I just, he had an easy dunk. And he pulled it out and put it on a dribbling display like he was at a basketball camp. Couldn't believe it. it drove me crazy. Yeah, I was so, gonna say those stories will all be bad beats. No one remembers the good ones. Like even even your brother-in-law won't remember the stick that story. <laughs> He'll remember the time where the horse, like the guy didn't switch leads or he got an edge by a nose or he got uh what's it called inquiried out of a win. So yeah, you never did remember. You see, did you see the one they put on follow the money? That the horse was going down, was winning the race, was up by like, like not even close. He threw the jockey over the fence. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised I didn't have money on it, to be honest with you. Oh my goodness, crazy. <laughs> but what a great story, man. Good, good for him. Congrats. Good job on that. Hey, if you have a funny story and you listen to this podcast, send it to us, like DM us. We'd love to hear it. And I mean, we'll, we'll tell it and we can leave your name out of it and everything like that. So, but no, it was good to be back, Jason. I uh, missed you. Hopefully we get the guys back. Uh, they were busy tonight, but uh, we wanted to put a show out, do some content. We're going to be coming here in the next couple of weeks, everybody with our college football preview shows like we did last year, we're going to try to get some good guests on. We did last year. We're going to get some guys coming on, breaking down. I mean, some crazy stuff. I mean, we could go in another 30 minutes of this, like USC, UCLA to the big 10. And I mean, good luck with that Rutgers drive 41 hours across country. A lot of Rutgers flags going to be flying across the Midwest here coming up. Can't wait to see it. Michael Perez just might've hit another home run. I cannot believe it. So this is a great night tonight. <laughs> Can't wait. Dive into it. But hey, check us out. But I do want to give real quick before we let you go. Jick Jack Johnson, man, one more podcast. I think they were airing an episode tonight. It was great. I had a great time doing a little spot with him the other day. Check it out. Uh, I do want to say congrats to our boy Skippy that's been on the show many times. Uh, he landed in a really nice gig. He does a daily uh, podcast with um, Jason Bishop from uh, the Junkies. So congrats to him and best of luck with uh, that show. But um, that's it. That's all I have, man. Anything else? No, I think we covered a lot. We got, we got caught up. And, yeah, well, the college football is definitely coming. We'll have lots of previews on that. We'll have everything we can. Hopefully, you know, we didn't do bad last year. We'll, f we'll find our pits and everything else and get us some nice futures. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully all the rosters will be settled by the time we start these shows as they, they continue to evolve as college football kind of changes into something we haven't seen before. So, yeah, it was great to are be you, back. 
you know I'm going to take the Penn State team win under, and I'm going to get, oh, you hate Penn State from everybody, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, I haven't done it right there again, with you so again. I don't know. Don't look I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But we're going to do some Heisman odds. We're going to do some conference. We're going to do national championship. We're going to have a lot of plays here coming up. We're going to have some great guests. We're in contact with some people right now. So, hey, everybody, thanks so much. Check us out, Notebook Wagering. Daily leans, morning leans, note card leans. I'm putting them out. Jason's putting them out. Check us out, man. And we hope you have a great rest of your week. Happy 4th of July to everybody. Enjoy. Stay safe. And we'll be back next week. And talk. we'll talk to you soon. And your bookie. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.